Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What's up, gangsters? We're back for another episode of Dishcast, the most reliable and best podcast on the U, the internet. It's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on SoundCloud. You can get it anywhere. I don't know where you're currently listening to it, but hopefully it's somewhere where it will show up on my analytics, because I have many analytics, and it's hard to pinpoint sometimes where anyone's actually fucking listening to this this corny show. Um, yeah, I didn't end up get, doing an episode last week. I was just kind of busy. Um, ended up doing the new episode of Idiot Makes Beer Part 2. So if you're on YouTube and you want a mild three-minute chuckle or an informative look into how someone may make beer, it's not that. It's not that at all, really. But uh, if if you feel like feel like giving it a listen, then it's on YouTube. I can even link it below. Maybe I can. Maybe I can link it below based on where you're listening. So, yeah, I was going to do an episode at the weekend, but um, I kind of woke up with like a fucked back. And I was planning on going to a Black Lives Matter protest on Sunday. Um, kind of, kind of a good idea. I didn't go because my back was really fucked. But I was really, really hoping to go because um, it's an important cause. And a good mate of mine, Jake. Jake, if you're listening, he's doing some great stuff. And he was actually leading the protest at the one I would have been going to. So it is a shame I didn't get to go. But um, you know, I've I found a good um like multi-link page that will show petitions and um, fundraisers and things. So if you're uh, if you're willing to just give that a look, then I'll link that below too. And you can give that a, give that a look because it's just, you know, it's crazy what's going on. And if you're in a position to support it in any way, then you definitely should be, you know. And since I didn't get to go to the protests on um, on Sunday, then this is my way. This is my way of trying to trying to help out with my very small 
very small audience that I may have here. If if anyone listening gets a chance to just have a look at that, or um, you know, gets to go to a, gets to go to a protest, then it's it's pretty important. You know, we're living in history. You know, and it's it's fucking crazy. You know, coronavirus came, and no one's even fucking talking about that anymore. It's all about this these protests that are going on in America and over here and in other countries. So, um, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts, and I fully support it. You know, it's so fucking great. Fucking too right. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Did you see that video of George Floyd? I mean, I know it's like you know. It was two weeks ago, but I didn't get to talk about it last week because I didn't get to do a podcast. But like just watching that video, it's just it's absolutely harrowing. Like what has become of, uh, you know, police institutions, people that, you know, (laughs) like services that are meant to support the people. Like this this, it's just I I don't even know. when When I watched it, I was just in shock. Really, because you hear it, because it's it's one of those things that gets so big that you hear about it before you, before you see it. So I'd actually, it would, you know, a couple of days had gone by before I even watched the video in full. Um, so I was like, well, you know, it can't be that bad. It's just it's going to be just you know far away angle of um. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I, I knew what to expect, but I did. I just like fucking hell, like Jesus Christ. I mean, where does it stop? Now is when it should stop. Absolutely. And there's some amazing stuff going on. The, um, uh, yeah, Sunday in Bristol, there was that statue of Edward Colston that came down. And that was just fucking incredible to see. Incredible. Completely support things like that, you know? From what I understand, it was a long running controversy about this statue of this slave owner. And, um, the community had been trying their best to try and get it removed for the last few years and it wasn't happening and so they just were like well fuck them we've got lots of people here this is our time to get it down and watching this video i'm like yeah fuck yeah fucking rip it down you know that thing should have been in a museum years ago years ago you know there's no excuse for that having that up I mean, I, you know, uh, when I was younger, I had to go into the local town and look at the history and stuff. And you can't, I can't imagine what it'd be like for a, you know, school children. And there's, you know, a black kid in the class and he's learning about this one dude who's important to their town due to its history. And he's reading about the fucking history of this dude. He's got a fucking statue. Statue should be gone anyway. I was talking to my friend Ian yesterday. We were talking about the subject and we were like, why have we even got statues? Like, for fuck's sake, no one's that good. <laughs> like for God's sake. And bringing it, you know, it was, everyone Everyone saw it as, um, you know, criminal damage and stuff. But I, I don't know, I just saw it as kind of a ceremonial thing, you know. It was like a, it was just, it's, a, it's important, it was an important event, you know. That thing should have been in a museum years ago. And it will be, you know, I'm not saying that it should stay exactly where it is, you know, at the bottom of the river. But um, it should be pulled out of there, put in a museum, and it's forever going to have the plaque next to it saying, this was not brought down at any appropriate time. So a bunch of people had to get together and fucking uh, <laughs> shove it in a river. It's, it's awesome. 
It's awesome that that happened. It comes a time where, you know, the people decide when things are going to happen. And you can you can moan about it on social media. You can criticize it. You know, if you don't if you don't have the all the information, you can you can criticize it as much as you want. And if you've got any sort of poor opinion on the matter, then you know you can all just go. You can just go fuck yourself for all I care. That's <laughs> just you know seeing these protests. It's just, and I don't condone looting and stuff. You know, I'm I'm fairly I'm fairly certain that they've already established that that wasn't even people that were you know part of the cause it was just people trying to take advantage of the chaos who were doing that in america and over here so i'm not even going to have that as an argument of course you're going to get fucking crazies that come out just to take advantage of the situation so it's got no it's got nothing to do with it you know it's a separate issue you know and from what i from what i've heard it's all kind of that's all calmed down now so yeah it's nuts and there's a fucking, uh, I think it was in Oxford, they had another statue that the the two days later, yesterday this happened, that they just, they were like, all right, well, we'll just, people started rallying around this statue now. So the, you know, the, the <laughs> they just, they were like, all right, fuck it out. All right, we'll take this one down. We're doing it. In the, in the health and safety, budgetary led, paperwork signed way that they should have done it with the fucking one in Bristol. If you do things properly, or there comes time when people are just going to do it for you. It was fucking awesome. So yeah, full support for that, you know. Do what you can. Read up on the subject. If you're not as uh, educated on it as you should be, well, I mean, I, I personally wasn't either. Um, then, uh, then, yeah, get involved where you can. Get involved where you can. And I want to just do a shout out to my mate Jake, because he's doing all he can for this cause and um really uh really proud of him so there was a I, I don't know if it ended up happening but um he was leading the he was leading the protest in my local town and um there was a video and i think itv got hold of it somehow and i don't know i don't know if it ended up being on tv but good on him you know good on him good on you jake doing 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 good work you are boy good work and lots of people are so it's crazy time, and uh, may as well, may as well get involved because we're all here. We're all here together, and and that, that, that's all. I, that's all I can say about it at the moment. <laughs> right. Well, there's a couple of things that came out last week that I didn't get to talk about. Like I really want to talk about fucking Joe Rogan moving to Spotify, but it just seems like such a small. <laughs> Seems like such a small um, story compared to what's actually going on, but it is interesting nonetheless. Because I was talking to my brother a few weeks ago, and we're both listeners of podcasts, and I even do a podcast now. Um, and we were talking about how podcasts haven't become, you know, incredibly mainstream in the way that TV and film has become, and music, of course. You know, those have been the days of radio, but this is kind of a fairly new thing yeah well there was podcasts going on 10 years ago yeah i know there was but now we're at the age of social media and the age of the internet they're so widely available and i'm just wondering why it hasn't become so mainstream i just came to the conclusion it's because there's no kind of um streaming service that um completely caters towards podcasts and spotify have just recently bought joe rogan's podcast for a hundred 
million dollars. That's what they're saying. Did I talk about this in my last podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, and I think it's fucking great. You know? You, do, you take advantage of the situation. They've offered him the money. You know? His podcast is like the, the best podcast going on at the moment. It was definitely... It was, it's, surely it's the biggest, you know? You can't move on YouTube without clips of Joe Rogan. And uh, that, is, that is kind of where it's a bit weird, though, because it's like... Yeah, lots of people know who Joe Rogan is. A lot of people listen to his podcast, but how many people actually sit and listen to his podcast from beginning to end? Because I, I certainly don't. I listen to you know a segment here or there if there's a good guest on Bill Burr. If there's a Bill Burr episode, then I'll I'll you know maybe I'll listen to that from start to finish. But usually it's all about the clips, so it's going to be interesting to see how Spotify caters towards that audience that just want the just want the Joe Rogan clips. But I went on like a Joe Rogan kind of uh, binge last night. Watched, watched a whole bunch of his things. It's like a top 10 Joe Rogan debates on his podcast um, that I found on YouTube. It wasn't like a Watch Mojo top 10, you know, it wasn't like number seven. It wasn't anything like that. It was just kind of like clips. Um, and it made me think about, because I thought, I think about this every time I watch a Howard Stern podcast. And this is kind of the reason why, I, well, that because it'd be more work, but it's kind of the reason why I haven't made my podcast kind of visual with a, you know, a uh, companion video, visual video point of view. First of all, I haven't got a studio, so I wouldn't be able to do it. But also, there's so much that goes into just this. I, I don't know if you'd call it cinematography. I suppose just studio setup, the way it's filmed, that I think is important. That people forget about with podcasts because you just imagine fixed camera um, setup, guest talks into mic, host talks into mic, boom, boom, move along. But it's kind of different in a way you do have to think about like you see Joe Rogan and the whole thing about Joe Rogan is he's just big dude who has good, you know, concise points and never backs down from a debate or a um, conversation. He's always the driving force. So the way they film him is he's this huge hulking dude that just takes up the whole frame. <laughs> and uh, that's interesting. Because you know you you don't think about these things, but they just they just sort of you know they are. And then you look at the Howard Stern show, which isn't a podcast, just a radio show, and he gets away with asking his guests questions. And there's those famous you know clips where he's asked fucking I don't know Gwyneth Paltrow sexual stuff, you know whoever. Howard Stern's famous for it for being just the the edgy guy who asks edgy questions, and he's filmed like totally hidden like behind all his monitors you can only just see him and he's like holding the mic upside down like edgy dude and like you can't even fucking you can barely see him in the in the video he's looking away from the camera and he always positions his guests on the sofa like completely exposed they're sitting on a on a two-person sofa on their own you know it's just a just a visually show the um that they're exposed, and this is the guy asking that the guy behind the monitors is asking the questions. It's just, it's just interesting, you know. And that's why I, I, I don't know how I'd film my podcast because I'm just an idiot, just lounging around on a chair, talking into a microphone. So I'd have to get on that. It's part of the reason I think why people don't like H three H three anymore because his podcast is totally filmed wrong. <laughs> 
and people don't notice stuff like that but you just when you look when you compare it to other podcasts like the filming of a podcast is meant to emphasize the point of the show or emphasize the strengths of the host and h3 is there and he's trying to ask edgy questions and he's looking at reddit but he's fucking slouching in his chair you know the camera's positioned really high up so it's kind of awkward looking down on him you know making him look stupid (laughs) and i remember when that when his podcast first came out and he was saying how he wanted to be the howard stern of youtube he wanted he took inspiration from howard stern about how his studio was set up and whatever having his guests on the couch and stuff but he didn't he didn't under, he didn't like he was understanding what it was that made Howard Stern Howard Stern it's not just Howard Stern and the questions it's the way the podcast is filmed it's the way the guests are presented it's camera you know it's camera angles it's what how they frame it and I think that's one of the one of the many reasons why people have turned off H3 recently when well, recent years I think it was about 2 weeks ago now I ended up watching that fucking uh Epstein documentary on Netflix just allowed it <laughs> just allowed it to be on I put it on and then it just carried on playing and I ended up watching all of it I think it's 8 episodes long 40 minute episodes and uh, Jesus Christ Jesus Christ it didn't have any kind of new information it wasn't like I was particularly learning because I already I sort of followed the Epstein thing when it was coming out I remember talking to people at work about it it was more about just kind of presenting it in a way where you know a general audience can watch a documentary and understand exactly what the situation was but god what a fucking scumbag someone who said about these just these fucking crazy rich people in power i don't know how a psychologist would look at a person like that but to me it seems like i mean you've already got to be a bit of a psychopath to just try and get that rich anyway you know the amount of drive and uh commitment you would need to even you know reach those heights but then i just i think it just gets to the point where you've done everything and you're a you're a fucking crazy person that it's like yeah i'm gonna i mean in his case he was a fucking pedophile but you know you always hear about these sleazy billionaires and it's just like i think they've just done everything and they just they can just now they're just seeing what they can get away with you know like fuck's sake Jesus Christ. And the, the, and the fact that they don't, they can't go into detail about Donald Trump, partly because a lot of his stuff, you know, hasn't come out yet. I think it fucking will. If it's after, how, if it's after his, his, uh, his reign as president or it's soon, I don't know. But yeah, give it a few years. Give it a few, even if it's after he's dead, it will come out. No doubt. The fact that he's featured in this documentary at all just shows, and he's just a fucking whispering in Epstein's ear, like at a party, like, yeah, she looked. It's like, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, God damn it. This fucking, oh. And fucking Prince Andrew as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just take them all down. Take the whole royal, take them all down. All the royal family as well. Take them all down. Don't need them. The people are running shit now. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking royal family. Fucking Prince Andrew. God, such heavy subjects this week. Sorry if you came hoping for some mild memes, but let's just do a quick mild meme. There's this fucking lady on Twitter who I ended up tweeting... God, it made me so mad. And I'm not usually the kind of guy to get mad at these stupid little things, but... God. 
And I'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll just listen to it quick. Hang on. Let's see if I can get it from the beginning. So it's this, shut up. So it's this lady who's, um, this American lady who's making British tea. Sounds innocent enough, right? Oh my God, I can't believe this is how they make tea. Oh my God. But it's not like that at all. Comes off blissfully ignorant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was getting off my fucking horse there. Um, right. So we'll just, I'll just listen and we'll just, all right. After my last video, and everyone wanted to see me make hot tea or British tea, so today we are. Okay, well, I don't know why you said hot tea there. It's just, it's just tea. Just say tea. You're in England. It's tea. It's not hot. Hot tea. All right. So fill our mug with water. What? Cold water from the tap. Excuse. In the microwave. What? <laughs> this is really happening. Oh my god, water and water and the milk together. Drop your tea bag in. Tea bag in there now. Add the sugar. Oh, she's shaking sugar in. Teaspoons. Give it a little stir. That's the mildest stir I've ever seen. And that's how you make honey. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Right, the reason I initially I looked at this the same way everyone else did. They were like, oh my god, that's a disgrace. We'll read some of the comments. Uh, this is absolutely not how you make tea. You know, cat shaking his head meme. Jim Carrey, you know, looking shocked meme. Another cat. Not sure who taught you, but I'm sure they weren't British. Yeah. Right. Mary Berry looking upset. Yeah. All the classic me. All the all the classic gifts that you see whenever anything happens on Twitter. Because Twitter is just basically just a fucking gif recycler at this point. So yeah, everyone everyone was getting upset about it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, there's no way. And this video has got 1.8 million views. Okay. This lady has only got like 928 followers. I'm calling a conspiracy. I think she did it on purpose. I think she knew that people would get outraged about it. And she had a small enough platform that would grow and share it and get outraged about it enough. Because look, she hasn't, she hasn't taken it down. It's still up yesterday. She's got so much hate for it. I'm calling bullshit. I think, lady, I think you know how to make tea. That's right. I think you fucking know how to make tea, and you did it wrong on purpose. Because no one can get anything so wrong. Cold water in a mug, putting it in the microwave, then adding milk, then adding the tea bag, and then fucking shaking in sugar, and then mildly stirring it. Oh, and no hate to the girl in the video with her who's actually doing all this stuff, right? We're, we're talking about the mum involved. That is, there is no way you got that, that wrong. There's no way. Anyone with an ounce of knowledge? <laughs> it says this lady's living in England. There is no way you're fucking getting that wrong, that wrong. God, think about how annoyed I am. Because <laughs> there's two levels of annoyed. I'm annoyed that, it, that she did this. <laughs> Out of all the, th of the three things I've so far talked about the, <laughs> on this podcast, this is the one I'm getting the most outraged over. From the, what, what I'm saying is, all right, she made the video wrong. People got outraged, and now she's got a 1.2 million view video that's probably got ads on it, right? And this wasn't on Twitter. This was on TikTok, which I, I don't know. If you imagine you get more 
and she, you know she probably got loads of views on fucking TikTok, and then she put it on Twitter as well. So that's two platforms of of views. It reminds me of those Twitch, those girl Twitch streamers that kept demanding. One girl did it. She was like, "Oh my god, like nobody pays for my 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 Twitch. Nobody pays for my Twitch. Oh my god, like it's only five dollars to pay for my Twitch." And then that girl went viral. So then it, then they all started doing it. All these girls were just getting outraged that no one was paying for their fucking Twitch streams. And then they all go viral. And everyone's like, why has this suddenly become a trend? It's because it gets views. It gets views. Doing something stupid gets views. Getting outraged about something gets views. And fucking this lady is one of them. She did this on purpose. I'm calling it now. <laughs> when the great when the great interview comes with this with this American lady living in England making her tea wrong, she's going to come out and she's going to say, yeah, I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose. Because there's just no way you can be that fucking stupid. How can you be that stupid, do something so wrong, and then post it on social media? It was fucking trending on Twitter. It was trending. Maybe that's what I should do, the Promos Podcast. I'll just start doing things wrong. What could I do that would make Americans annoyed? I could fucking... Uh, what, what do they hold dear? What food do they hold dear? Uh, a sloppy joe. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'll make a fucking sloppy joe. And I'll just fill it with crayons and uh, sawdust. And I'll just put it, put it in fucking nine grain wheat bread. And then I'll post that on TikTok. And I'll be like, oh my God. No, I'll be like, oh my God, I live in... I live in America, I'm an English man, and I'm making myself a sloppy joe. I'm making myself a sloppy joe, and I'm going to put put in the, the usual ingredients, the, the crayons and the sawdust, and then that will go trending. And then people who, who are left behind, after all the hate's gone, might then listen to my podcast. And this is exactly what the lady's done. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. This is enough. I'll just show you what I said. I'll just show you what I said to this lady. Well, I don't think she saw. She's basking in the in the in the in the spoils of of 1.8 million views. I said I I can only assume this person did this as a troll to get attention. Needless to say, it worked. No one can get something so wrong and be able to post it. Also, stop saying hot tea. It's just tea. <clears throat> All right, moving on. So anyone who was paying attention, because I don't think I posted it anywhere, if you follow this podcast anywhere, I did an episode with my brothers, I wasn't even on it, of um, Rollies Out the Back, which is my sub-show, secondary show, which I do. It's the second episode of that, and um, Guy and James had a good long conversation about The Last Dance, so I thought I'd post it. And it really started as a way for me because uh, James came over, we were socially distancing, and you know when, it's, when you're socially distanced, it's kind of awkward, so I was just thinking, well... Um, what could we do that would, you know, a, a social distance game in a way. And I've got these like long boom mic stands. So I put a mic in front of his fucking face and then, um, uh, and I didn't, I didn't, I, th- I thought it'd be cool if I just sort of, cause I'm trying to learn, um, Adobe audition and I haven't done it with two mics before. So just set it up in front of him, And then I did the producing side. I've made sure up the gains fucking, you know, all that made sure it's all running smoothly. And then, um, yeah, then they, they talked about shit and then I posted it. So I did that and then I made my fucking beer video. 
because it's been a big creative week. If you're not following me on, if you're not, if you're not subscribed to me on YouTube, you're missing out because I don't just put episodes of the podcast on there. I also put little morsels, little morsels, little things. I'm trying to find like the um, the the idea that will get my YouTube, my channel viral, will trick people into subscribing, thinking that it's just stuff like that. I think my next idea, I'm going to be doing like every YouTube reviewer ever, like bad audio. They're sitting in front of a, like a a wall, and they're just like, "Yeah, I saw the film, and it was it was pretty good." I it wasn't as good as the last one, and then they'll have like an obnoxious outro. Subscribe down below, like and comment down below. Or like they'll point in the top right corner and ding that bell icon and they'll top top right corner. Like, do you even know how YouTube works? That's my next video. <laughs> Making fun of people who make amateur movie reviews. Speaking of amateur movie reviews. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that was a joke. I actually kind of, I respect both of these people. Still waiting to hear back from you, Channel Bash, and you, Lights Camera Jackson. Both of you are uh, on my YouTube sub box, so all the traffic that I'm bringing in for you, you would at least sh you would at least you know owe me a collaboration, definitely, because I I I've been following you for years, and you should you should come on my show, definitely, definitely. After I did my beer the other day. Started watching episodes of that Channel 4 show um, because I just love shows about beer and making beer. I love beer. I love drinking beer. I love watching shows about beer. I love talking about beer. I love beer. This is now the beer show. Um, there was a show on Channel 4 a few years ago called Oz and James Great Wine Adventure where they went to James May and Oz Clark, you know, James May from Top Gear and Oz Clark, who's this like journalist wine dude. They went to France and they went to Italy and they traveled around. And there's, there's, then they did a show where they went around England and they drank beer. And that was really cool. I'd, I think I'd seen it before. I can't remember. I think I remember when it was out, like 10 years ago. Um, but I started watching that and that was a good show and it's all on YouTube. Someone out there is making money from that. If they haven't got, got been copyright acclaimed. I'd recommend that. Anyone, to, anyone out there... Because surprisingly enough, I know I only get like six views <laughs> on my beer videos, but I've actually had people like been like, "Hey, I'm making beer. <laughs> can you can you give me some tips?" And I'm just like, "Just watch the videos, my dudes." But if you, <laughs> but if you actually uh, uh, if you if you want to watch a show where they actually go into the detail and they talk about beer a lot, and it's it's like a kind of um, discovery as well because James May's there and he doesn't know how to make beer. And he, you know, and it's, it's, it's comedy and it's very British. And, you know, if you're into that, then um, Oz and James Drink for Britain is what it's called. And I watched it. Oh, it's fucking great. There's one point where they go to the Guinness factory and they talk to the bloke and James May's taking the piss and it's really funny. And there's one where they go to this lady's house and she's like making like vast batches of homebrew in a fucking shed. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's the way to be. That's the way to be. If you've got a good business guy and a good business model of you just being able to make beer in your fucking shed, that's where I want to be in a few years. <laughs> if I could have a fucking brewing and uh, podcast studio in a shed with like, a, you know, 
uh, a, a you know plenty plenty big house. You know that, that's that's my that's my overall goal. If I can make money from doing this and make money from making beer, then uh, that's my dream. Should that ever happen, uh, then I, you know I'd be very grateful. But who's to say? Who's to say at this point? But if you want to watch that show, it's fucking great. I've got other things written down here, but it's it's kind of out of date because I wrote an episode up to do for last week, but a lot of the stuff here I don't even care about talking about anymore. Like I watched that show Space Force. It's not good. Which is a shame because it was guy fucking Steve Carell and Greg Daniels, both from the American office. Great show. And this is their next project together. And yeah, unfortunately it wasn't good. It's kind of weird though, because it was it's it's a show Space Force, you know, they're basing it on this fucking crazy Trump idea. Of having, I don't know, tanks in space or whatever it was. I don't even know the real story, but they decided making a comedy about it. And Steve Carell plays like the general of the base. And uh, great cast, actually. Ben Schwartz, fucking John Malkovich, uh, Jason Schwartz, Jimmy O. Yang. All, you know, really talented people. I only watched the first episode, by the way. I'm thinking about maybe giving it another try, but possibly not. Um... It's a great cast. It's on Netflix. Netflix, you know, puts out a lot of good stuff. Puts out a lot of garbage as well. But puts out a lot of good stuff. Fucking Greg Daniels. A, a funny concept for a show, I'd say. And it just can't find its... It can. It just couldn't find its uh, its voice, you know? It's trying to do this thing where it's, it's trying to be political humor. And it's talking about how the president's tweeting. And it's talking about fucking wars and shit. And that's fine, but then it's just kind of silly as well. And it's and none of the characters, and it's filmed like so cinematically that it's it's like a fucking blockbuster film. Well, the first episode was anyway. And um, all the characters are just so unrealistic. Like there's no way these people would exist. You watch The Office, and I'm not, you know, I think it's fair to compare it to The Office. Seasons, season two onwards of the American Office is Greg Daniels' show. You know they had they had the, the skeleton of the the British Office, but after that it was um it was Greg Daniels and that other guy's show. But the great thing about the Office was you'd see Michael Scott and you'd be like, yeah, I know a person like that. You know who's just like so desperate for attention and love. Or Jim, you know, just this regular guy caught in this fucking crazy situation, this crazy job with these, you know, cringy people. But no one in this show is like that, and it's hard to relate because I I've never worked in a fucking space force. I don't know what's going on. I need I need to be explained like uh, the structure of the work the work side. You know, I need I need people to tell me stuff, and uh, and it just doesn't really. Lisa Kudrow's in it as well. But like I say, I've only watched the first episode, so I'm not going to fucking write it off. But from what I've heard, it's not good. If you want a good show on Netflix, well, I wouldn't really call it a show. If you've got like 40 minutes and you're like, what should I watch? Then you could watch um, Middle Ditch and Schwartz on Netflix, like an improv show. Kind of like Whose Line Is It Anyway, but there's only two of them and there's no props. You know, what should we... What, ne- name a location. Lakeside Shopping Center. Okay, what's the situation? Someone's shoplifting. Okay. Oh shit. Come back here, you. No, fuck off. Come back here, you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll 
Well, here comes the more. Co- you see, I couldn't do improv. That's, that was where I'd stop. All right, thanks for listening. Cheers. I've got a new outro. I put the outro in there, the regular outro, but I've got like a little extra morsel out there that you can listen to. And if you want to reach the show, it's dishboymax at gmail.com. Send me an email, anything you want. Anything you want. Horrible abuse. Fucking a funny, funny meme. Send me a meme. I'll read it out on the podcast. I'll read out your meme straight on here. Send it to me and I will definitely read it because no one else sends me emails. Dishboymax at gmail.com. I'll send the, put the link to the Black Wives Matter links and stuff below. And um, anyone who can get involved in that is good. Uh, good things. Wrap it up. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.